Today, we're learning high-level strategies for humanizing your communication with others in order to position your brand in an authentic way that truly inspires interest, engagement, and sales. Don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. Excited about today's episode. Uh, This interview went in a lot of really great directions, and it really impressed me by the fact that my guest, who I'm going to give a a proper intro for shortly, uh, really understood the dynamics of human interaction, really understood what it takes to connect with people in a way that's authentic, in a way that doesn't turn them off, in a way that leads to engagement and sales and interest. And you'll understand what I mean by that very shortly. In fact, I'm wasting no more time. I'm going to switch up mics. We're going to dive straight into this interview, and I really hope you enjoy this one. Trust me when I say there is a lot of value here that you definitely do not want to miss. Okay, today's guest is about as dynamic as they come. Joshua B. Lee is an entrepreneur, a business owner, an author, a coach, a marketer, a husband, and a father. In 2003, he built his career in online marketing with clients such as MySpace and Google, managing over $100 million in advertising spend and controlling over 35 trillion online impressions. He's built 16 companies from online marketing to coaching to web design and more, but is most passionate about human connections. His current venture, Standout Authority, is about humanizing your professional and company brand on LinkedIn through authentic and inspirational engagement. He believes there's no B2B or B2C, only H2H, human-to-human connections. As a father of two and published author of Balance is Bullshit, He believes there is no work-life balance, but an integrated life based on vision, relationships, health, and business. Joshua, thank you so much for being here, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Awesome, Andrew, man. I really appreciate it. Looking forward to the conversation today. Me as well. You know, I got to tell you, as I was reading off that intro, you know, everybody knows B2B, everyone knows B2C, and everyone can figure out what H2H really means, even though we were pretty clear about it. Right. But I'm wondering, you know, what inspired that? And, and when you're talking about that, especially for like the context of LinkedIn, yeah. what makes that different? Like, what is, what is someone doing that makes it clear that they're following that paradigm and making a bigger difference than a standard B2B or B2C engagement? Yeah, man. I mean, heck, I'll, I can actually go in right now. It's interesting. Um, I just, I'm, I got to pull it up since we're talking about it. So many people go in. I've got this person reached out to me yesterday. Okay. And we all get it, right? Hey, have you, you know, whatever you're doing, they've basically reached out. They've tried to connect to you and they're going for the mass numbers. They're hoping for that one sale out of a thousand. And, you know, I look at it as, you know, I don't want the one sale of a thousand because that pisses off 999 people. Hmm. How do we actually change the, the game where we actually go in and we appreciate and we honor and build advocacy and those 990 people aren't pissed off, but they become advocates and then that one sale happens as a byproduct. So it's, it, but people don't get it. I mean, I had a guy yesterday, he's like, hey Josh, you know, I'm glad to have you as one of my connections. You know, how long have you been using LinkedIn and how's it working for you? And I'm like, Mark, did, did you even, 
Did you, did you look at my profile before you asked that question? Did you look at my headline on my LinkedIn? I only asked because you, that would have answered your question already. And right. his, his response is, and this is what so many people look, is like, to be honest, because half the people don't respond to me, you know, on here, you know, I just go ahead and send out a common message to all of them and hope that one hits. Yeah. And it, that's his response. And he's, he's okay with it. And that's, I call that spam. Exactly. Exactly. I call that spam also. And it's so funny because I, believe it or not, I learn from people that way. Sometimes, and I don't do much LinkedIn reach out myself these days because I, my, my, you know, my, my hands in a bunch of other cookie jars, Yeah. but I learn from people doing it the wrong way. Sometimes I'll get a message and I'm like, wow, I almost would have gone in that direction. I'm glad someone threw it at me because they, they taught me what not to do by me yeah. seeing it and feeling what it feels like to kind of feel like I'm being treated as spam. Yeah. And I mean, look, Andrew, I'm going to be honest. I, when I started my companies back in 2002, 2003, we've done, like you said in the, in the intro, I've done a tremendous amount of traffic, but that's the problem, right? It was traffic. It wasn't engagement. I don't know if it, you know, we monetize a lot of different clicks. These are all things, but who, who wants traffic, who wants clicks? They want actually conversions, opportunity, conversation, engagement. These are different. And this is kind of where I, I adjusted to the H to H because I don't want to play the numbers game. I, I did that and I learned a lot that I look back and go, man, I don't know how much I really sold or helped or did anything. And I'm not going to be, I got two kids. And if I want to be able to help change this world for the better, I've got to work with other amazing people and I've got to be able to put my best self forward too and connect and draw the, those people with, into me and educate everyone. Amen, brother. So let's, let's go right into it. Yeah. What, what's your mindset or your, I mean, we, we kind of know the mindset and the paradigm, but what's the approach? Like what, what's, what are you doing differently? How are you coming at people where obviously it's more of a, of a human to human level? Obviously you care about them. You care about delivering value, but how do you communicate that to them as yeah. you reach out to them? Man, we start with appreciation. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Most of us, one, don't appreciate the things in our life or receive appreciation as much as they should for the things they do, correct? Correct. So, you know, I want to start off with that. And that's what I've really learned to be able to kind of adjust our tactic. And I'm, I'm going to lay it right out for you, man, because I mean, it's, this, is, this is what we do. Um, I, I hate cold calls and I hate cold emails. So if I hate getting that, why would I want to do that to somebody else? So I start off with only engaging with people that engage with us. So we're putting out clear, consistent content for our clients. And what we're being able to do is we're looking at everyone that's liked, commented, and shared. And we're starting off with appreciation to appreciate them for something that they've never been appreciated for. We've been conditioned online. Our human condition online is to like, comment, and share on social posts and keep on moving throughout our day. Um, would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, that's where I wanted to change that. I want to be able to create that, that stop gap in the pattern, you know, break the pattern and make people pause. So what we start off doing is we're reaching out. Anyone that likes, comments, and shares, hey, Andrew, noticed you um, like my recent post X. I just want to take a second out and say thank you. Too often we don't appreciate those little things. Um, love to be able to connect with you and find out more what uh, pushed you to check out the post. That's the introduction. We're starting with appreciating someone saying thank you for what they did and they've never been thanked for before. Nice. It's and we're putting, when I say X, that's you put in the title of the post because I want to bring it back. I want to jog their memory to what we even, what they even like because they, they probably went through it so fast they didn't even pay attention. Mm -hmm. 
So we want them to go, oh, wow, okay. Uh, Cause that makes you listen. If you pause in, in your day, you stop and you're more open to listen and be able to start that conversation. So we start with appreciation, only engaging with people that engage with us. We then move on to, um, you know, giving gratitude and, you know, endorsements. So on LinkedIn, you can do endorsements. Sorry if you hear that train. <laughs> um, you know, we want to give a compliment. So we go in and endorse the client, the person next. And again, we haven't pitched anything. We're just basically saying appreciation. We're giving an endorsement, which is a compliment. Then we're going in and being able to, if they respond back, hey, LinkedIn makes it super easy. They respond back. We kind of go in and go, my pleasure. Happy to do it. You know what? Well, I have you because I want to continue the conversation. We ask a qualifying question, right? Now someone can actually kind of qualify themselves. We can figure out how we best can give value. Based on those answers, we can either set up a call to be able to find out more and be able to get more information about them or send them a piece of content that will add value based on the answer because maybe they weren't the right person for us to talk with, but we could still give value to them based on our background. Mm -hmm. So that whole piece, we're going with appreciation, compliment, and then qualifying question. And then the last is really that, that phone call. And if you get on someone with a phone call, you've never made it about you. You've always made it about them. And you and I are getting on the phone for the first time, let's say, Andrew. And I just finished talking all about what I'm up to, things of that nature. You asked me the right questions while we're going through there. I'm done talking. As a human being, what, what do I naturally usually do next after I'm done talking? We just met. Hmm. Um, <laughs> well, my, my default was to, you know, listen to the other person. Oh, there you go. That's it, man. And that's the whole piece, right? I'm going to go, well, Andrew, what are you up to these days? I now just invited you in all the walls and barriers that we put up are being sold online. We've now let down and we're actually open to listen and actually take in the information. As long as you're not pitching and selling, you're just telling them what you're doing. Mm -hmm. The opportunity to be able to build that advocate is a hundred percent because you made it all about them. You, you appreciated it. You complimented, you asked about them. And now you're being able to give them information about that. At the same time, a lot of times those advocates will then turn into being a byproduct of a client because they go, wow, you know what? That sounds like me. I'd love to be able to, I'd love to be able to join in, in what you're doing or man, that's amazing what you're doing. I've got a friend of mine or, you know, I, I, I they start sharing all your content online. Mm -hmm. So that's the entire process that we're trying to be able to do on one side. That's the, that's, that's our engagement engine. Now, if I'm understanding the mechanics of this properly, yeah, it's a thing where they're, they're pitching themselves. You're not pitching them in a way. It's like you wait for them. You, you tell them as much as you're going to tell them and you share whatever details. But if I'm understanding yeah. you correctly, it's never a thing where it's like, I think this will be right for you. You let them make that decision for themselves and then go off 100%. with that. We want to educate, inspire, and draw people in. Because if I've sold them the first time around, if let's say it's a recurring product, I've got to keep on selling them every single time we bill them. We've all been there. Like, ah, uh, you know, why am I paying you again? But if they choose to be part of your program, your LTV on that client goes through the roof mm. because they, they chose to be part of that program and they knew why. And I mean, working with educated clients is so much better than ones that you just sold, tricked, whatever it might be into buying that first program and then trying to keep on convincing them. And it's, it's exhausting. I don't want to do it. <laughs> no, no decision is more powerful than the one that someone makes for themselves. And business is about backend sales. I mean, if anyone that wants to focus on making one sale for all like countless people can 
can do it and they could have fun. But obviously the real value is when you have somebody that's invested, that understands the value, that's already received value for you, and then will happily be willing to pay more money in more situations. Yeah. And I mean, Andrew, dude, we are able to take our clients um, and um, through uh, the process within, I mean, we've done it for like one of my clients, Dan Sullivan with Strategic Coach. Mm. Um, we've been able to help take that process from engagement to phone call in seven days. Wow. And to opportunity. Because it's this short mini com coffee conversation, so to speak. And you're not being like everyone else on LinkedIn, always talking about themselves, always pitching, always talking about their company. You're starting with value. You're already putting value out first. They engage on it. So, I mean, you put the content out. That's one touch point. They like it. Another touch point. You reach out to connect. Another touch point. They connect. Boom. Another. You then, you know, compliment. You, can get, you, know, you give them that endorsement. And then they respond back. And then you ask the qualifying question, they respond back and you get a phone call. You're at nine touch points before you even talk. Mm, so I mean, valuable. you're able to warm up. Uh, you never have a cold lead. Now I'm going to put myself in the headspace of someone that hears this and is really excited yeah. and like, wow, Joshua knows his stuff. Let me try this. <laughs> now you're, you're coming from this perspective, like, you know, people who engage, how are these people finding you to begin with? Is it that other people that know you are sharing? Like, how do we get, uh, I, don't, I don't want to say traffic, but how do we get eyeballs yeah. on your stuff to begin with? So here's, there's, there's two different ways to be able to do it. I, I, show, I talked about the front, the front end side of my funnel, engaging with the content. That's all about putting clear, consistent content out. Um, and I believe in the 10, 20, 70 rule. Um, that is 10% personal. Look, this is LinkedIn. It's not Facebook. I don't need it. You know, look, I post about my kids on Facebook uh, going to school for the first day, but I don't do that on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. But I do need to be able to share a little bit about people buy and connect and engage with other people that they relate to. So you have to allow someone in. I get it. That's a business platform, but there's still other humans on the other side. This is why every company is run by another human being. We've forgotten that in this digital automated age. So that's where the 10% personal comes in 20% company. This is when you're putting content out and talks about your company, what you do, how you offer value. Look, Andrew, we don't want to be that guy in the, in the room, right? We've all been to that, that event or we've been to those different uh, places and they're like, oh, dude, there's Josh again. That dude only talks about LinkedIn. Ugh, it's so <laughs> exhausting, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be that guy. We don't want to be that person. I, I always try and use better English. My wife's always like, Josh, it's not always about guys. I'm like, yes, you're 100% correct. Um, so we don't want to be that person. Um, and then 70% other that adds value. This is where you're amazing can draw in a lot of client content because thinking this might age me a little bit. Think Yahoo, you know, um, 10, 15 years ago, they were an aggregator of content. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to be an aggregator of value because if we educate the audience and even if it's not our content, but we share that with them and they get the education, they, they then decide, wow, I had this issue. They're going to go back to you to be able to fix the problem. The beautiful thing about sharing other people's content is one, we can start with that thing that I said in the beginning, appreciation. I can be like, man, have you seen this podcast from Andrew Kaplan? Really appreciated the, uh, the content that was provided with him and Josh. Um, boom, I've, I've tagged Andrew, I've tagged you, I've tagged me, you know. Um, make sure you look at this one piece here, da, 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 and then I can tag your company, right? And I'm starting off appreciating the content that I'm sharing and people go, oh, people ask all the time, well, you're just tagging off it. No, I'm appreciating what they, the value they added. If it's an article, like, hey, look at this article from Andrew at, at Forbes. 
Um, I really appreciate it. Then you grab a quote. So you start everyone else from their audience starts seeing your posts as well. And you draw on the second and third party connections that you can actually build into your network. Gotcha. Cool. Hope you know, if I'm talking like, too fast, let me know. <laughs> no, well, not, not for me and, and my, my readers or listeners are, they're pretty on it. So awesome, um, yeah, yeah. It's still funny because this is simultaneously brilliant and simple. I try and keep it that way. <laughs> yeah. And it really, it comes down to just like, you know, human nature, you know, of course, I think people, they don't even realize sometimes that they'll get value out of a source. They don't even realize that they all of a sudden have loyalty to that source. Right. They don't realize that they're returning to that website and they don't realize that something's pulling them there because they're on autopilot because, you know, we're, we're naturally value seeking mechanisms anyway, because it's all about survival. Right. So by, it sounds to me like you, you basically hacked into that. You're doing it in a way that's, um, that's moral, that's actually providing value, that's actually helping people. So you're creating win-win situations with this style of engagement. 100%. And I mean, that's why I would say, I mean, I teach marketers how to be human online again. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's basically what I do. And the beautiful thing about it is, Andrew, I'm not teaching them a new trick or a new code or a new application that they're going to have to, you know, based on the algorithm adjustment. It's human nature, right? We're just going back into how to be, how we're humans, how, how to have conversation because so often we speak at people online and we don't speak conversationally online. And that's just what I'm teaching. So you can take these, the, the things that we use will stand the test of time. And you can, I've had people use it across platforms. You can do this not on LinkedIn, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, reach, reach out and start the conversation by appreciation first of the, all these people your followers that are going through this whole process with mm. you. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. Now I hear you speak and it's pretty clear <laughs> to me that you're dialed in and that you know this stuff, but you know, we all have our, you know, our own learning curve. And obviously I think an important thing to piece, piece together, we even mentioned before we hit the record button, you know, people fuck up, people make mistakes. Yeah. I'm wondering what are some major mistakes that you may have experienced <laughs> or that you know that people should avoid as they begin this process and try to really make it work. Yeah, no worries. I mean, as you said, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of sharing that. I mean, that was one thing that helped me back. I mean, in my past, I had multiple different companies and I was even the outside looking in, you go, oh, he's successful. We base success on monetary. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a point where I was miserable. And that's why I wrote my book, Balance is Bullshit, because you have to be able to kind of go through and this is where that real raw comes through, not authentic. Mar- marketers kind of played authenticity out. So being able to share some of these mistakes are important. I mean, some of the biggest mistakes I have made is, you know, you don't follow trends. Like people go in like, oh, we need to overproduce. You need to make sure you have your bumpers and you have everything else, you know, on, you know, and on your videos. What happens, Andrew, when you see a video that it looks overproduced? What do you expect is going to happen? Hmm. Well, believe it or not, that like in my opinion and what I've seen and experienced, people aren't even going to connect as much with it. Well, that too. And they, because they're now conditioned, again, we're going back to that human condition, because I mean, that's truly what this is all about. They would go, I'm probably going to get pitched at the end of this. Hmm. So they initially just go in, unless you're, again, I, I'm, I'm really blessed. I mean, being able to work with some of the people like Joe Polish and Dan Sullivan, um, Jay Abraham, and some of these OG marketers that I get to work with now. These guys are, they're able to do that because they're, they're so well known. But mm-hmm. when you're not that, you need to go real raw, pick up your phone, talk. I mean, there's an amazing app now. You want to have captions. 
And if you have an iPhone, there's an amazing app. I wish I got an affiliate for this, <laughs> but it's called Clipomatic. Okay. And it instantly, when you start recording on it, it will automatically start adding captions in onto the video. And then you can edit those captions and upload within minutes. Oh, nice. Now it is only on iPhone, but um, it, it allows you to be able to go in. Some of my clients just taking a video, um, uh, one of my clients, Petram Sunjai, I mean, he had an amazing video. He was just walking with his kids down um, in, at the river. And he just took a quick, he's like, man, this hit me really quick. And I wanted to share with the audience. And I mean, he had massive engagement. And on LinkedIn, organic, enge organic engagement is amazing right now. I mean, Facebook is a pay to play. It used to be amazing back then, but now we've got to pay to get in front of those likes that we, we collected all those years. Mm -hmm. Now, or, uh, LinkedIn is Facebook circa 2008, 2009. Your organic reach, if you're doing it well and engaging with your audience and following what they, their algorithm is based around, which is that an SSI score, um, you can really get a lot of amazing opportunity. And it just be yourself. We, we have one life. So many people live a business life and a, and a personal life. And it's like living a split personality. If you had a split personality, we would be locked up into uh, an insane asylum. But we, we have one life and we forget to be able to live it that way and be able to share it the same way online. Right. So as I hear you say this, you know, reading between the lines, it sounds like a lot of the, the mistakes that may have been made have simply been a failure to be yourself because yeah. you were under the impression that everything needs to be slickly produced and needs to be presented to people in a specific way, whether it's real or not. Yeah. I mean, that was the whole piece. I mean, I took from my online advertising of hundreds of millions of dollars and, you know, um, online advertising. And I said, look, what's the difference? How can I flip this around? Because this this whole place was, it doesn't help anyone. And I had to learn from being able to go through that to be able to put that out there. And you're hundred percent correct. And um, now the balance is bullshit. I mean, I read a little bit up on that book. I mean, it sounds to me like, you know, you reveal a few mistakes, but also this is really about <laughs> as implied by the title, more of an integrated life that flows through, whether it's, you know, your business yeah. or, or whatever might be going on. Um, when you were working on the book, did you have that game plan right away or did it kind of organically come about? It was through my life. So, I mean, as I said before, you know, I had, I had mentioned, you know, I, I, at one point in time, I was running about 10 different companies, six, seven, eight figures. Um, you know, money wasn't a problem. Um, I started adjusting my life. I, I, at the last, I ran into a group called Maverick 1000 with Yannick Silver and mm. had the opportunity to go out to Necker Island a couple of times um, to spend time with Richard Branson. And, um, I started adjusting my life because everything, when you look at my, where people saw me successful, I was 40 pounds heavier. My relationships were monetary. I had no vision about where I was going. I just knew where I was at. And everything was this whole trying to do this work-life balance. Party as hard as I worked, right? And I ended up looking back in. I've got two kids that I tried to keep on fixing my relationship with. Um, I used to have an open door policy when my kids don't always be around and I started closing the doors and my office at my house became not only my sanctuary, but my coffin. And mm. it, I would go in there and I would stare at the wall for eight hours. And then at a certain point I finally said, look, this is not good for me. It's not good for the mother of my children. It's not good for my children. I've got to be able to make a choice and be able to make a change. And basically it was, Hey, walk away from everything. Restart um, at 36. Um, and build back up in a way that I really need to. And I'd started writing the book prior to that, mm -hmm. but I had to finish, I finished after my divorce and um, 
you know, putting it out there. I mean, 36, I had to move. I didn't worry about money for a while. And I moved back in with my parents um, with a little bit under a thousand dollars in my name. Wow. And, uh, but you know what? It was, it was crazy, but at the same time, it allowed me to be where I am today and I wouldn't take any of it back. Yeah. And, and good for you, man. Sounds like things are, are really coming together. And I want to ask you about standout authority. I mean, obviously yeah. it's about, you know, humanizing your professional and company brand on LinkedIn. And I know we talked about that at the beginning of this interview. Yeah. Um, where are, like, where do you see this going with standout authorities or specific a game plan that you have for it or a specific goal that you have for it right now? I and mean, we keep on growing, um, being able to help more and more individuals, um, be able to change their perception. Um, you know, we, we kind of work in an agency model where we, we go through and we work with the clients to be able to help do the backend engagement and also do a lot of those other aspects. Um, you know, I mean, it's, it's organic growth. I, the biggest thing, because we have different things coming my way, um, and so many, you know, once you kind of get in some of the, the bigger names, um, <laughs> it makes it a laser. All, all the other guys are like, hey, well, you work with so-and-so. Well, I want to work with you too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've built companies. I've built where I had 80, 90 employees. I don't want to do that again. Andrew, I'm going to be honest. I want to make sure that I build that one creates value for the business and my life. And I don't just grow because the opportunity is to make more money. Right. So someone working with you, they're actually going to get a legitimate, genuine human touch. You got, and- yeah. All my entire staff is, um, we all humans, no automation. I nice. mean, LinkedIn, LinkedIn battles against automation. You get caught using automation. I was having a conversation uh, with a good friend of mine yesterday. Um, he didn't realize that if they catch you using automation, your account will get banned, blocked, wow. kicked off. You're done. And all the time and effort you spent is gone. Interesting. So very you have to be very careful. Yeah. So you need to know, you need to know kind of like the landmines. Cause I think, you know, your, your friend is a perfect example. Sometimes people, if they knew they were doing something wrong, they wouldn't do it, but they're just so accustomed to doing things in a certain way. They assume that it carries over from platform to platform and really from venue to venue. Yeah. hundred percent, man. And then that's the, there's so many companies out there. I mean, this is why I just re- recently released um, the LinkedIn authority accelerator because I want to be able to educate and, and get more information out there for the general population, the people that can't afford the high-end services that my company offers a lot of times. And there's too many other companies out there disseminating bad information. They're teaching them bad habits and bad techniques. I mean, I get it every day from people that are LinkedIn quote unquote experts that a year ago they sold cars or sold insurance or whatever it might be, but they're like, oh cool, LinkedIn's the cool new thing. I'm going to call myself an expert. I'm going to grab one of these automation tools and <laughs> let me to see how long, how much money I can make before I get caught. Exactly. <laughs> I've seen it so many times. It's unbelievable. Um, <clears throat> cool. So like with that in mind, if someone wants to get in touch with you or possibly hire you or, or learn about the LinkedIn accelerator or standout authority, yeah. what's the best way for them to go about doing that? Surprise, surprise. I'm going to tell you to go on LinkedIn, man. <laughs> nice. Look at um, that. I got to, I got to stand. I mean, you, you can always go to the website. Um, but LinkedIn, look for Joshua B, as in boy, Lee, L-E-E, um, on all the profiles like Facebook, uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's all the Joshua B. Lee. But mm-hmm. on LinkedIn, it's Joshua B. Lee. Um, you can be able to connect with me. Make sure you, if you connect with me, I, I hate blank connections. So make sure you say, hey, I heard your podcast from Andrew Kaplan. Um, wanted to make sure I connected. So I want to make sure I, I know where someone's coming from. Because if you just send me a blank connect, delete. It right. just, I'm not here to collect numbers. 
Um, so that's the bigger thing. And if you want to be able to find out more information on the LinkedIn Authority Accelerator that we just launched at an amazing price, um, you can go to so, soauthority.com. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'll, I'll find your profile and, and have that as a link and I'll have um, the website also awesome. on the page of this interview. That way people have their, their pick of, of which way they want to go with that. Perfect. Perfect, man. I've, I've really had fun today. Yeah. In fact, I got one more question I okay. want to leave you with. And this could be if, if you can go back in time and, and speak to yourself from 10 years in the past, 15 years in the past, or even just anyone starting out, what is yeah. the best advice, the best high end, highest leverage advice you would want to impart on someone so that they can really avoid a lot of the headaches that you may have had to experience? You're not alone. Mm. I mean, as entrepreneurs, we, we find ourselves on this island so many often and we feel that we're all alone. We have to bear all the weight that's going on. And it's, it's so heavy. Um, and if you just reach out and share and allow others into your life, you, pr you probably are surrounded by amazing individuals, but you're too scared to be able to share with them the good that, you know, because we need those friends. Remember I said I didn't have that, my relationship or monetary. I, I talk about in the book, you've got to flip that. I need people, you need people in your life to be able to high five you on your highs and be excited for you and be there to be able to catch you on your lows. So mm -hmm. that's the biggest advice. And I mean, I felt so alone for so many years. I tried to bear this weight and I wasn't. And it was, it was the island that I created myself. And that's what I would tell everyone. Make sure you find other people, connect with others. And um, we're all in this together because I truly believe entrepreneurs are the ones that can actually change this world for the better. And I can't do it alone. Um, I tried. I almost killed myself. Um, I've got to work and be able to have the opportunity to, have, to be able to engage with other amazing entrepreneurs where we can all do this to be able to make this world better for not only my kids, but everyone else's. Joshua, this is, you know, it's funny. I, I try to keep myself uh accessible to everyone but obviously yeah. there's a specific targeting of entrepreneurs yeah this was one of the perfect those perfect <laughs> interviews for entrepreneurs because you touch on so many key things that not only um, entrepreneurs need but really help them get through a lot of the bullshit and the nonsense that they would normally face yeah. if they didn't have this insight so thank you so so much for being on the show today uh this was an awesome interview man and i really look forward to, uh, to seeing where this goes. And, and I hope people really quit pay close attention because you dropped some real knowledge and insight bombs today. Thanks, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Thank you again, Mr. Joshua B. Lee. I really appreciate you being on the show. Uh, guys, if you like that one, by all means, feel free to pull out your phone if you haven't done so already. Hit that subscribe button. And while you're at it, leave a quick, honest, written review. Let me know what you think of this content. With that said, that's all I got for you today. But I hope to be back really, really soon. Looking forward to seeing what else I've got in store for you. In the meantime, you have a kick-ass day. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. <laughs>